Good evening. This is um, a little later than usual, but thankfully we got to celebrate my wife's birthday this this week. And um, this is the Meshech Mashir for Parshas Vayishlach. So, Parshas Vayishlach, um, it's Bereshah's Perak Laman Gimel, Pasuk Yudches. Vayavo Yaakov Shalem, Ir Shechem. Yaakov arrived whole to the city of Shechem. Asher Beretz Canaan, which is in the land of Canaan. Yes, Eli, you are once again first. Asher Beretz Canaan, which is in the land of Canaan, Bavomi Padan Aram. And he came from Padan Aram. So he's now leaving Lavan's house. He's coming to Shechem on the way back into Israel. Vayichan es ir. And he's encamped in the face of the city, meaning in front of the city. So the, the Medrash makes a big point out of the fact that he encamped in front of the city instead of actually in the city, entering the city. So the Meshach Chachma opens by quoting a Pesikta, but which I couldn't find, but I found the same quote, or a similar enough quote that I believe it's the same quote, in Bereshis Rabbah. Rabbi Yochanan b'shem Rabbi Yossi b'chalafta Omer. So Rabbi Yochanan said the name of Rabbi Yossi b'chalafta. Okay, Avraham... She'ain kasuv bo shmira Shabbos. Avraham, we have a tradition, kept all the mitzvahs of the Torah, whatever that meant, even before they were given. But the Torah doesn't actually say that he kept Shabbos. So the Medrash continues, Yarash es ha'olam b'mida. So he acquired from this world with measure. Shenemar, as it says, Kum esalech ba'aretz, Go walk through this land, meaning Hashem took Avraham on a stroll through this land. This is in the middle of a nevuah, so he didn't actually he didn't necessarily actually walk the length of the width, but let's say he perhaps he did. Its length and its width, and Hashem said that wherever you walk, that's what I'm going to give to you. So you see that Hashem's bracha to Avraham, in some sense, was measured. Avel Yamakov. But Yaakov in this Parsha, Shekazu Bo Shmir Shabbos, it does say by him the the keeping of Shabbos. Shenemar, as it says, Vayichan es Penehe Ir, that he um and that he that he camped at the face of the city. Nichnas im dimdume chamas. So Chazal say, why was he at the edge of the city? Because he entered with the setting of the sun. Vekava tchumin mi baod yom. And he set up Tchum Shabbos, the maximum distance that he could leave, walk away from the city, from where he was, sorry, mi ba'od yom, when it was still day. So therefore, Yarash Olam Bimlomida, since he kept Shabbos in writing, and it was actually in a way that had to do with measuring, because it was Tchum Shabbos, the maximum distance. So, but he, Yarash Olam Bimlomida, he gets his gift in this world without a Mida. As it says uh, later on, This is in Perkhavchet, so sorry, it's earlier on, that your children will be like the dust of the land, uncountably many. So Yaakov's, uh, Avram's bracha, well, at least the Avram's bracha that involves the land, is, um, is measured, and, and um, Yaakov's bracha that involves the land is not measured. And what's the distinction that the... Pesikta says, and Barisha's Rabbah say that uh, 
for this is that Avram does not say Shmir Shabbos, and Yaakov does say Shmir Shabbos, and not only that, but Shmir Shabbos is this law of Tchumim, of a maximum distance one can travel on Shabbos. Now, what, what the Meshachach Faizad about this is, that um, we actually have another Medrash that says that Avram kept Shabbos, or at least that he made a Erev Tavshilin. So he made an Erev so that he could cook on Yantir for Shabbos. And so we have some sense that he kept Shabbos. So why does it make a big deal here that it says something in the Pasuk that implies he kept Shabbos? Because he camped in front of the city, which from which we take an implication that he kept Chum Shabbos. Why is that so special if Avram kept Shabbos too? So Meshe Chachma points out that this is an interesting distinction between the two um, mitzvos of Shabbos that are being listed. Um, Avraham set up a means of, of um, feeding people on Shabbos, right? Avram was always inviting guests, and he is um, he makes his Erev Tavshilin so he could feed people on Shabbos. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skip a little, because well, frankly, I got started three hours later than usual. Avram wanted to spread out his shita, his his um, position, his theory in life, Yosef and his um, ideas. Belokus, sorry, his theological ideas. Everyone who came into the world, because Avram thought he was alone, and therefore he set out to teach each person as an individual. Then when he saw that Yishmael was coming from him and he was not going to be founding a nation, therefore he planted this Eishel, to bring all people into the covenant. Vama Bereish Avodazara, well, Avodas Galilim, but we call them Masechta Avodazara, Shnei Alafin Torah, Mei Vesanevesh Asherasu Becharan. There were 2,000 years of, of chaos, 2,000 years of Torah, and then we're in the final 2,000 years from your 4,000 to 6,000 of, of the Messianic era, or introducing the Messianic era. But the 2,000 years of Torah starts with this, this bringing in um, people into the covenant uh, that was done by that they should be indebted and attached to the Torah and in service of the Torah. Perhaps this is also why he went down to Mitzrayim, the place of wisdom and of writing. The Chartumim were magicians, but a Chartum is a, is a written item in, in Egyptian, so uh, it was all one thing in their culture. So to argue with them, bring them over to his side. So Avram's mission was universal. Lokein Yaakov, but that it wasn't Yaakov's mission. He saw that all his kids were going to follow in his footsteps. Literally, his bed was complete. And it was enough that his children should become the vehicle for the Shechina. 
כמו שהבטיחו וראו שהשם נוצר עליו, ראו להפך כי בניו יהיו נפרדים מעמים אחרים. So not only did he see that God was standing above him when he saw the, the ladder, with the angels on top, that God was on top of it, he also saw that his children will be separate from the other nations. Mugvalim betchum, separated with this tchum that we're talking about in terms of, in, well, the same word for, as tchum Shabbos. There, there's a limit to the Jewish people. Lafle and therefore even love on his father-in-law, he was willing to leave love on in his idolatry, and he got angry at Rachel for stealing the Trophim, um, and so on. So what are the two, what are the differences between Avram and Yaakov? So Avram's Shmir Shabbos was a Shmir Shabbos, was how to find means to bring more people into the covenant. Because Avram knew that only one of his children would be part of the nation. And therefore, the Ishmael was falling aside, and therefore he didn't feel that he could actually build a team. Um, now there's two ways to do tztaka. One way is uh, you could help a, a, um, a poor person by giving them money by feeding them, right? The chicken lady started out that way, right? She would, the chicken lady, Yishalayim, would provide chickens personally to each person that she was able to. And then um, eventually the need, the number of people who approached her exceeded what she could do alone. And people heard about everything she's doing, and this became a an entire engine for providing chickens for other people, where she became the beginning of an organization, so one person could maybe feed 10 people, but an organization of, of 20 people could feed more than, well, multiply the same factor of 10, 200. When you work together as a team, you could accomplish more than just what each person could do alone, the sum of what each person could do alone. Um, the word Buckminster Fuller would have used was synergy, that there's, a, there's an energy to teamwork. We have this by the... Miraglim. The Miraglim could carry, two of them could carry a bunch of grapes, and the Gemara um, explains from this that we know, therefore, that half a bunch of grapes was too much for one person to carry, because two people could carry more than two times what one person could carry. So similarly here, um, um, Avraham did not have the ability to build a team, to build a nation, that would spread Torah to the whole world. And therefore, Avraham went directly to reach everybody he could, right? Whether it was to, uh, whether it was uh, bringing people to uh, Noahide observance in, in Haran, or the Eishel, where he actually attracted people to his to his cause, or as the Meshachachma says, going down to Egypt, the center of wisdom, and trying to convince the ideal, ideologues of the era, the magicians, the, write, the inventors of writing, to, um, to join this cause of following Hashem. Yaakov, however, saw that he could build a nation. Yes, Jonathan, it does sound like your mother's food funnel. I am uh, quite in awe of your mother. But back to where Yaakov was. Yaakov saw that all 12 of his sons were going to follow in his footsteps. So Yaakov worked on team building, 
right? It wasn't the right era to start spreading Torah to the whole world. He first needed to make sure that he, he had a working core, a working team, the Jewish people that would bring to, then bring the Torah to everybody else. So this is why Yaakov, um, Yaakov's observance of Shabbos is, is a tchum. Kavat tchumin, he established um, limits, the limit distance that you travel on Shabbos. To build up borders between the Jewish people and the other nations. Therefore, in Mara, in the very beginning of the Exodus, when they reached the town of Mara, which was called Mara because they were complaining about the water, there wasn't a, a Torah yet, it was before Sinai, and it was all just argument. The Jews in this state of argument were not um, ready to be a Mishkan, a, a tabernacle, a, a place for Hashem's presence. Ad ki hera elokim te dailahayir la olam hashafel. Lachain lonitan mitzvah tchumin. Therefore, we weren't given tchum in Mara, even though we were given other laws of Shabbos. Aval besinai ifkod al tchumin. In Sinai, we were given tchumin. She veyichan Yisrael. Because Israel camped, and then there was a border around, around Har Sinai. So similarly, we have this idea that the Tchum represents the notion of Jewish particularism. So we get an interesting balance, that Avraham was incapable of dealing with Jewish particularism because in his era there wasn't going to be Jewish people, even in his own family, not everybody would be Jewish. And therefore he went directly to um, helping uh, whoever he could reach across the world. Yaakov was in a position where he could develop Jewish particularism, but not as an end in itself. He was still committed to following Avram's dream. The, the point of, of building an Am Yisrael and paying attention to the Jewish people first is because, as I said, when you have a team and you could work together as a group, you could accomplish more than the sum of what each person does individually. So you have this balance of needing to know when to be an Avraham and reach out to everybody you meet, and when to be Yaakov and to build the nation, Mitaso um, Shlema, with uh, that you're able to bring all your children into the project together. So this um, this balance is also true in our lives. There are people. Um, my maternal grandfather was like this. My maternal grandfather was one of these people where if you if he heard that uh, one of my parents' friends uh, was out of work, that person would suddenly find money um, in the mail slot and wouldn't necessarily know, well, generally didn't know where it would come from unless somebody slipped the secret. But in general, I mean, my grandfather really tried that no one would know where the money came from. My Father's parents, on the other hand, were organizational workers. Uh, my grandfather had a hand in establishing the Bigor Cholma Borough Park, the Chaver Kedisha Borough Park. Uh, they were on the board of every school my father attended. Um, they were community workers, and they believed in building the team, and therefore um, you don't actually end up running to each person you see who is in need. 
You instead build a team and you accomplish more that way. And we each have our own strengths and our own ways of doing things. And we need to know um, both what the situation calls for and what our abilities call for, whether we want to do chesed the way Avram did or do MS um, to Ferris, actually, the, the balance of of the... Um, well, now we're going way far afield, and I'm way too tired to start that whole tangent. So let's let's walk that line back a second. Um, whether we want to do chesed like Avraham and run to every opportunity, or do teferes, the the splendor, the balance of Yaakov, and um, know when is an, when is a time to run and do, and when is a time to build an infrastructure so that we can run and do and accomplish more later. Um, it's something to think about for all of us. Uh, with that, I uh, wish everybody a nice week. Those of us celebrating Thanksgiving, have a uh, nice Thanksgiving. Just remember who it is we're supposed to be thanking and um, how much there is to thank him for. There's two things. This is a tangent, but it's relevant to Thanksgiving. Uh, there are two things that you could learn from the tefillah of, of Moda'ani. The obvious one is... Modani, I wake up and I thank Hashem that I woke up. I shouldn't take, right, I should know that waking up is a gift from God. The other one is a little more subtle, and that is we should know that even just waking up is a gift worth thanking God about. You know, we take the things that come every day for granted. This was um, what Leah said. Leah knew she was going to have three kids. And when she had a four, because there were four wives and, she, and there were going to be 12 tribes, when she had a fourth child that she didn't expect, then she said, Hashem. Now I know I should have thanked Hashem. And there are Mepharshim who say, what does it mean now I will thank Hashem this time? Because I should have thanked him the three times that I, that I had what I expected, what is usual. Um, but now that it's extra, then I remember to thank Hashem. And that's a, a problem that we all hit. That, you know, when something seems miraculous and there's something big, you know, a lot of people remember to thank God if we won the lottery. But just the fact that we wake up every morning, morning after morning, um, is truly something to thank Hashem for. And it's um, something to think about tomorrow if uh, you live in a country that is de- that uh, is taking a pause to think about uh, thanking the Almighty. So have a great one and a, uh, enjoy the rest of the week.